Hello everyone. My name is Stephen Hoffman and I am a proud Luritja and Warra man who was born and raised on Larrakia country. I have strong ties to the Larrakia land and the Larrakia people. On behalf of the Back Row podcast, I want to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which this podcast has been recorded on both the Rawadiri country in Nam and the Larrakia country in Garamilla. And I would like to pay my respects to both elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, knowledge and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hello and welcome to The Back Row, the podcast for Australia's youth. As always, you are joined by teachers and facilitators Amanda, that's me, and Sky, that's you. That is me. And this week, team, we are going to be in the shares and the fields as we answer a whole bunch of questions that you've submitted through Instagram. Mm, we love the shares. We love the feels. And wherever you're listening, this is The Back Row. One, two. always let's kick off our sweet and sour for the week so sky what has been yours i'm so excited because my sweet is i'm on the countdown to school holidays i'm on the countdown i'm actually heading to turkey and greece which is so so exciting um my sour is that i haven't quite finalized all of my marking yet for the term so i still have a few pesky english essays um if any of my students are listening not pesky can't wait to read them um but have a couple of english essays to mark what about Mm. you Well, mine is pretty simple this week. My sweet is that I've had a few really delicious meals, like creamy (laughs) pasta. I love a lot of carbs, a lot of carbs. My sour, if I had one, is probably just that I feel super sluggish after those creamy carb meals. Worth it though, so worth it. Worth every second, every (laughs) bite every ounce so just i think food pasta really is the ultimate comfort food isn't it oh my goodness so good so good um so this week amanda we thought before we go on our school holiday break Mm. that we would do a little bit of a q a we've had some of our listeners send in some questions some people want have a few like personal questions about us which is like lovely we can be self-indulgent for a moment we're here for it we're here for (laughs) it um and some people have also too they've asked like a couple of questions just regarding like advice for Mm. particular things and we thought we would speak to some of those today love so we posted on our instagram a week or so ago maybe a couple of weeks ago now asking what are some things you would love to know so we're just going to go one for one we are we're going to make it super short and sharp and hopefully the people that posted these questions will get their answers which is lovely here we go so very first question amanda i'll throw it over to you why did you start this podcast like the question was why did you start the podcast and is this our jobs Oh, great question. So why did we start this podcast? We were actually having some conversations over Christmas Mm, is I think when mm. this was kind of like seeded and our conversations were, you know, a lot of our listeners will know we've chatted about it. We've worked in this space, in this youth space Mm. for a really long time. We've become teachers and facilitators. We work on camps and programs and initiatives and we do speaking at conferences. And at the end of the day, what we realized is that, I mean, I guess there's a few parts to this. Number one is that what we would wish 
wish mm. is that every young person in Australia mm. has access and availability and means to attend those conferences or events or programs and camps. Yeah. But we know that's not a reality. No. So our biggest motivator for doing this is to take all of the kinds of things we talk about mm. and we teach mm. and we share and make it accessible to every single young person in this country. Yeah. And I guess the second part of why we've started this podcast is because we were reflecting on the fact that, I mean, and again, we have like, we have like a combined something like 22 years worth of experience working in this space, yes. working with young people, working yes. in education, like so many years of doing the things, thousands and thousands <laughs> of hours. Yep. And we were like, why not? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's our intention that it's a resource for young people yes. to, you know, if they're having a day or, and they're wanting to know, oh, I need some advice about this, or I need some advice about mm. that, or I'm, mm. I'm curious to know more about this. Our intention is to build up a bank of, you know, really approachable, really accessible support for young people in this yeah. country. That's grounded in research that has, you know, the evidence and stuff to back it up so yeah. that, you know, you're getting advice that is like, that's real. You're yeah. going to be able to use it. And it's not as bland as like yeah. reading a journal article <laughs> or, you know, yeah, exactly it's like, it's, right. it's light and it's fun and it's happy. And is this our job? Well, <laughs> um, do we get paid new? No, we don't get paid. No, this is a passion project. It's yeah. a heart project. It is something from us to you. We would love this to be part of our job one day. I mean, mm. I guess it's a facet of it, but it's at the moment, it's definitely a passion project. Oh, it's a love project for yeah, sure. Absolutely. But day to day, like I work as a high school teacher. Um, mm. I'm also a wedding celebrant, which is a bit fun. Um, and then I also do a lot of freelance work, like writing, facilitating programs, doing mm. a little bit of consulting, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm exactly the same, a whole gamut of, of work in the education space, in the consulting space, in the youth space. That's what we do day to day. And this is our fun, passion, love project. So thank you so much. To Great question. question. <laughs> Sky, our next question. How gorgeous. So it is, how long have you been best friends and how did you meet? Oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to give away our age. (laughs) Um, But we actually met, so Amanda and I actually met at a trivia night, um, which was really, really fun. We were both in uni. Um, I just moved to Melbourne from Queensland. Mm. I didn't really know anyone. And I'd started, I like had joined a local gym that had a swimming pool at the gym. And I was there doing laps one day and I got chatting with the lifeguard. And no, this is not the start of a rom-com story. Um, But I started chatting. It does sound like that. Um, I started chatting to this lifeguard. It's the start of our, it's oh, start of our I was drowning and he dived in to save me, but no. <laughs> um, started chatting to his lifeguard and he was like, oh, I haven't seen you like swimming here before. And I was like, oh, I'm new to the area. I just moved to Melbourne. And um, and he was like, oh, well, like similar age. I've got a group of people that I hang out with and I go to this trivia night every week. You're more than welcome to come along. And so I took him up on that offer because sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone totally. if you want to meet new people. And so I went along to this trivia night and I'd kind of sat down I'd met a few people and in walks Amanda, like, late which is I'm learning is like a typical thing if you say like five o'clock it's more like five ten she's not mega late but just always that touch late it's classy late you know um so she walks in she's like in her gym gear she's still like sweaty from like doing a gym class and she sits down at the table and like straight away orders a chicken parma with extra gravy on the side and I was like who is this girl (laughs) just like come in from a gym class and she's like ordering this parma and gravy anyway we got chatting 
and realized we had so much in common. We were both studying teaching. Mm. We were both like, you know, the same age. We'd both had, um, not that we'd not connected with people. We'd both felt we hadn't like met our people yet Mm. in life. Like we were still waiting to meet those people that would be our humans and our Mm. best friends. Um, And I think we kind of realized in that moment, it's kind of hard because when you first meet someone and you're like, oh my God, I love them. They're going to be my best friend. How does this You can't work? say that when you first meet well, them because so, they're going to be like, they're so weird. So everyone's wondering, so what did you do? I mean, I got up to, I, I was thinking so the same, I I was thinking the same I thing. Do? I was like, I really like yeah. this person. And I got up to leave. And I was like, so, um, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Amanda, could I, could I get your number? <laughs> and I think Amanda at this point was like, oh, like I'm here with my boyfriend. I hope she doesn't think that I'm like, you know, and, and I was like, um, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I just, I, I think you're a really great person. I'd love to get to know you as a friend. And Amanda's like, oh, amazing. And you were so sweet. You said to me, you were like, it's just that I've moved a lot in my life. Yeah. And if I don't do this, then I don't make friends. Which and is I true. And I thinking that was yeah. so bold and brave and I just respected it so deeply and I just thought you were so cool. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice. Um, my mum thinks I'm cool too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And then we, we did. We, we caught up for a coffee and we hung out a few times and it was kind of like, you know, as they say the rest is history actually um yeah so i turned 21 the year that we'd met and amanda organized we'd only known each other and been friends for about six months and she organized this like amazing like birthday bash and Mm. you know um yeah it was awesome and i think from there everything we've just had so many amazing and wonderful life experiences Mm. together and you know we've talked a lot about milestones on this podcast and like big moments and meeting your people we've got to do so much of that together which is just so lovely and yeah that we've been able to support one another through that and it's not always been easy you know every single relationship and friendship has its ups and downs because life has its ups and downs and every human is different exactly right um but it's so important that when you do find those you know those people that really feed your soul that make you feel like you can be 100 yourself around you've got to hang on to them and amanda you're definitely one of those that you're that person Aww. for me which is so lovely and so actually the month we launched this podcast so february this year we celebrated our 10 year friend anniversary friend anniversary <laughs> Which is so nice. So sweet. Ten years down and a lifetime to go. Aww. So any advice, the next question that someone wrote in said, um, any advice on what to do with your life if you have no idea? Oh. <laughs> I so related to this. Oh, my goodness. This is so big and I feel like we'll connect with so many people. Mm. I feel like if, if we're in a room of like a thousand people and we were like, how many of us have thoughts that you're not really sure what you're going to do with your life? Nearly every, every hand, hand would go up. Like every it's hand. so common. And I, I guess the first thing to say is what we really want to do is normalize with young people. You never fully work it out. No. Like life is a journey and there's <laughs> ups and downs and twists and turns. And, but do you know what it's like? It's those moments where you take the chances, where you make the moves mm. that actually feed your soul, where you actually, you know, run into meet mm. someone at trivia or. Yes. And it's, and it's cliche, right? You know, that saying of like, it's not about the destination. It's about, it's about the, the journey. journey. And it sounds like super cliche, but it's actually true. It's like so, so true. many times you get to where you think you wanted to be in life or you graduate from that uni degree or you get that job or whatever it is. And once you're there, you're like, oh, like 
this is it. Mm. Well, the journey to get here was way more fun than actually getting here mm-hmm. to where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look for like, what's the next thing, you mm-hmm. know, or like what's another adventure that I can go on and it is about the journey. And I think, you know, the biggest thing that we have, you know, mm-hmm. we've spoken mm-hmm. a lot about, so what do you do if you have no idea? And I know society speaks a lot about, you know, know your passion, find your passion, oh. follow your passion. And it's just like, yeah. how are you meant to know? It's such, such a big, what if I have 100 things that I'm passionate yes. about? Or what if I have zero? things that I'm passionate about or really, really love. And the you know? De- do you know the definition of the word passion is actually an uncontrollable emotion, like an uncontrollable urge or emotion? It's like these yeah. like, and you can feel it. It's like rocket fuel when you're feeling really passionate about something, mm, but then it kind mm. of fades off. And, you know, so that's a really challenging thing. So what you and I have spoken a lot about is to pursue, instead of pursuing your passions, to pursue your curiosity. Yes. What yep. is it that you are curious about? What makes you feel curious? What makes you wonder? You know, what makes you excited and 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 want to know more about a certain area of life? Or- and it's such a like a much more freeing way to live oh. your life as well. Instead of being like, oh, that's not my passion area, so I'm not going to pursue it. I'm not going to look into it. Mm-hmm. But if you even have like a, a you know like a little inkling of like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll investigate that more. Maybe I'll do some research. Maybe I'll chat to that person. And maybe I'll, I don't know, start propagating plants from home and see if I can own my own plant business. I don't know. Whatever you're curious about. Are you thinking it's about so... my child? I grew up on a plant nursery. Are you talking about my childhood? Yeah, I was just like thinking, I don't know. I was like thinking about it. <laughs> so but do you know funny. what I mean? But like you can kind of follow these little things and you never know where they're going to lead. Mm. And if we are so gung-ho and following our passions, sometimes our curiosities and the other little side, you know, projects, mm. the, the little side missions <laughs> um, get lost. And they mm. could be one of your biggest adventures so if you're if you're feeling really unsure I guess the first thing is you're remove not a, the pressure to know yes you're not alone it yeah. normal let's normalize feeling unsure yeah and the very next phase is let's ask ourselves what makes us feel curious mm. what lights us up what do we enjoy you know, doing yes and go there yeah when we feel that sense of curiosity that's that's you know that's mm. a, it's like mm. go there do yeah. that learn that explore that and then through that something else will make you feel yeah. curious curious yeah and eventually you might stumble upon something in life that you know you feel like you've spent 30 minutes on and you look up at the clock and you realize you've been doing it for five hours you know Mm. like whatever it might be and maybe that's an area that you can pursue or maybe not maybe you're just interested in lots of things for the rest of your life and that's also completely fine follow your curiosity follow your follow your curiosity Mm. it is okay to have no idea because one day you will the most important thing is knowing yourself Mm -hmm. absolutely and being here today it's the only moment Mm -hmm that we can actually make a difference in is this yep. moment. Yep. Love it. So our next question is what do I do about peer pressure? And yeah. this, this, this person actually continued. They had, there was a follow-up um, comment about mm. how they were feeling current pressure, like their friends were actually vaping yeah. and they were feeling like they, a lot of people get in trouble at their school for it mm-hmm. um, and they were wondering – like, like what, what do they do, do about that? Because yeah. they don't want to vape. So yeah. what would you say, Sky? What do you do about peer pressure? It's such a hard one, right? We've all been there. I think peer pressure is such a normal thing to experience, particularly in high school. Even as adults, sometimes you can mm. still feel the pressure to, you know, it's like keeping up with the Kardashians thing sometimes mm. as you get older as well. Um, 
I think it's the most important for you to recognize and think about what are the friendship qualities that you want to see and have yourself like surround yourself with. Mm. Do you want to be friends with people who make you feel less than or uncomfortable or worst of all, like unsafe Mm. um, when you're in those environments and, and feeling pressured to have to do a behavior or an action or whatever it is to be able to be accepted by them? Mm -hmm. Because what we want to be doing is surrounding ourselves with people that we can be ourselves around that we can also be honest with. Mm -hmm. And so if you are feeling that peer pressure and you don't feel safe enough to have a conversation with that person or that group and say, hey, like, that's cool. If you want to do that, well, I don't think it's great for you. (laughs) Like, if you want to do that, I'm not really interested in it. Um, So, yeah, that's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And what they should do at that point is rather than going, oh, come on, like you can do it or whatever it might be, just being like, oh, that's cool. No worries. And respect your decision. Mm -hmm. So I think that the best um, you know, friendships. If we think about friendships as like traffic lights, so like you've got green light, yellow light, red light. Mm-hmm. So green light friends are like perfect, great, respectful, make you feel safe, make you feel like you can be yourself. Yellow's like, oh, there could be a few warning signs there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where peer pressure and stuff kicks in. And then our red light friends, those ones that maybe make us feel unsafe or to- feel or pressured toxic, to do things totally like toxic, toxic. friendships. Yep. So being able to recognize where your friendships sit, are they like green light, yellow light, red light? Mm. And have that honest conversation with yourself because mm. if you are investing your time and your energy into those yellow and red light friends, chances are you're not going to be being yourself or feel Absolutely. respected and you need to take a step back and invest in those green light friends. And we did a podcast episode, I think a couple of weeks ago, yeah. all about friendship. So I think that's also a great one to touch yes. on because we delved, that. we delved a lot deeper into what, what does it look like? Mm. You know, what does it look like in supportive friendships? How do we find our people? How all does it feel stuff. when we found our people so that's another great resource as well to touch on in this area but it's so real like peer pressure is just so real and that's this battle you know our most innate human need is to belong yes so naturally it feels against the grain (laughs) it feels like we're what if what if they don't accept us what if we don't belong you know and that what if i'm wrong for not wanting to do this thing or whatever it is and you're not like let's just like reiterate that it is okay for you to have boundaries and those boundaries should be respected by people that are true friends and who truly care about you. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to note that all everyone is just trying to find themselves. Yeah. And so sometimes when people are coming from a place of peer pressuring, it can actually mm. be a reflection of them being lost with themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's something just a compassion piece to, to throw mm. in there as well. Um, our next question was, which I, is like kind of a fun one, um, which is, have you ever failed at something? Oh, Amanda, the amount of failures in our life. <laughs> have we ever, have you ever failed? I have failed. Oh my goodness. So yeah. big, so hard, so much. And I actually feel like. And how good is it? How good is failure? Oh, it's so scary and so good. (laughs) So I really, I was incredibly adverse to failure when I was younger. I very Mm. much had like a really toxic uh, perfection perfectionism mindset yeah and I would want to avoid things I wasn't good at avoid Mm. areas I didn't Mm. feel competent or confident in and I actually think that through that I mean I understand like why younger me did that but I think I stunted my own growth in some ways yeah because what we know is that there's nothing new we can attain or learn or step into without failure yeah and so let's straight up let's normalize that like any single area we're wanting to learn in grow in step into explore meet someone in 
there will be failure. I, have to, I don't know a single person that's ever done something for the first time and has gotten it exactly perfect. No it doesn't way. exist. Oh, my goodness. You have to fail. You have to fa- fail. And I think so then it's about a mindset shift around – so why have why is failure perceived as so scary? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I understand, but at the same time, I mean, why not? Yeah, literally, why not? Why not? And if go. we go into new things being like there's going to be some failure here, there's going to be some failure and some wins. There's going to be some so, highs and some lows. There's going to be some valleys and some you know, peaks. Absolutely. So can you think, can you think of like any example, like really quick examples of when you failed, like things you failed at? I mean, I'm thinking just even like, even like when a couple of years ago, I mean, this is not, this is just what pops into my brain. You, you love longboarding, yeah, right? I do. Which is like this skating on this long board. You can tell Amanda is um, really, <laughs> she's really into it herself. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> no. gosh. So you're so good at it. It's and- fun. It's great. And the thing about it is you make it look so easy. But when I started, like, no, like I've got all the scars on my knees to prove it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I you I got on. I was like, oh, this is great. Like just stepped on and just took a big like, you know, like pushed myself forward and basically went A over T. Yeah. And so then it, it reverted to me with my feet on this longboard and holding your hands. So like, funny. Trying to like scooch along. Just, it was great. I've and still got, maybe I'll find those videos and try and post them. <laughs> and I mean, that's a physical example. And I think physical examples, to be honest, are some of the least scariest. Yeah. I think some of the most scariest failures are when you step into a new area emotionally or mm. mentally you totally. know that can be really like I've just taken on a new work project for example and it's out of my comfort zone mm. and when something is out of our comfort zone it means we need to step into it and it means there's going to be failure and so that's yeah. been for me a mental and emotional risk mm. in a way mm. and you know it's not necessarily that I've failed but I've definitely needed to seek feedback and advice at mm. times um and so yeah I think just I think be willing to fail I think I mean, can you can you remember a time when you've recently failed? Uh, n- not like, yes, like obviously recently, like even just like cooking for me is like such a big one. Like mm. I often cook and fail. Um, even as a teacher, like I often try and try new things in the classroom and sometimes mm. it just like doesn't work. Totally. Like I'll have like this idea for like this exciting new way to learn, I don't know, topic sentences in English and then I'll try it out and it just doesn't work. Or, it just falls flat. You know, my students don't understand it or whatever. And that's where like reflection and learning comes into failure. It's mm-hmm. where you're able to like reflect on whatever happened, learn from it and move forward. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school, I was quite like a pretty good student in high school, like pretty good grades, all those kind of things. Um, but I failed like my home economics class um, because we had like this muffin assessment and I burned all of my muffins so like I was so busy like just like being the social butterfly I was I was just chatting to people in class and like what didn't even hear my timer go off to be like the muffins are ready um and yes that was I definitely failed pretty hard on that one (laughs) (laughs) so like rock solid and they came out of the oven but yeah um and our last question which is like so lovely I think it's one we can both speak to I'm gonna throw it over at you I'm gonna throw it over at you (laughs) what does your perfect day look like 
It's so hard, right? But what a nice question. Such um, a good question. Perfect day looks like being able to have like a slow morning wake up, mm. um, not feel rushed to like be anywhere, maybe like have a coffee or a cup of tea in bed and like read a book. I'm a bit of a book lover. Mm. Um, really slow morning. And then probably hang out with like my closest friends or, you know, my partner and my dog. Um, maybe go. I love like day adventures. So like the weather is perfect. It's like, you know, the start of summer. Maybe we head down to the beach for a walk along the beach. Pickles is just being his like most cute little self. Um, yeah, and maybe like finishing off like I love like a, you know going around the, the fire at night time mm. or going out to like maybe like a Mexican restaurant or something for dinner. I love Mexican food. But just yeah, being with the people that I love and not feeling a sense of urgency to be anywhere or to do anything. I feel what like about you? My perfect day includes all of the elements of the recipe that are the same as you. Mm. So for me, it's got to have like a relaxed nature Mm. is so beautiful because so often life can be hectic, a relaxed nature, connection with people I love, my partner, friends, um, time outdoors is another part of the puzzle, the recipe that just means so much to me. So that is, They're all the pieces of the puzzle any day that has any combination of those factors. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It's a day of my dreams, honestly. Love that. Um, Also, too, I I would need to have, like, bread and cheese. Oh, food. (laughs) Oh, food. Yeah, Yeah, bread and cheese probably in there somewhere as well. Love it. So there were a bunch of questions. Thank you for those that did write in questions. Um, And there were a few that we didn't get to, but we don't want to be waffling on forever. (laughs) And we're going to try and answer some of those over on Instagram in the next few weeks. Um, So lovely getting to read your messages and to start, you know, to be engaged with you on those platforms make sure you check us out on instagram and tiktok um we're so grateful that you're here and that you're listening and we are just really hoping that you are learning something along the way we are going on a break for a few weeks it is school holidays so remember to rest and relax and recharge those batteries and we will be back with you at the start of term three yes let us know how you're loving the episodes give us a rating over on spotify if you're loving it have a great week everyone and we will see you next term See you in a hot minute. Bye. Bye.